listening to this, you have either stumbled across it on a mindless scroll or a frequent listener. Either way, it is time for Being Human, a podcast by yours truly. The human experience is a term that refers to the very essence of being human and how both the individual and collective human experiences manifest themselves into both the qualities we possess and our emotions. There are no guidelines or rule books to life. We are simply born to feel, see, hear, taste. We are born to live. As humans, we have all heard the cheesy quotes or sayings like, live, laugh, love. But there is some sanity and truth behind these quite frankly outdated and overused phrases. No individual has the exact same characteristics or make. We are not robots. However, there is a shared sense within each individual's experience, a universally accepted concept which can exist in text, text that can express and be reflected upon by us. With the use of The Merchant of Venice by William Shakespeare, paired with half a leaf to kill a mockingbird, we can further dissect aspects of the human experience. Justice and revenge are ruled by different things. Justice is a moral rightness and revenge can be seen as a selfish act in response to wrongdoing. There have definitely been instances in your life where either you have had an opinion on something out of your control, like a seven news report on an individual making bail where you believe justice was not served, or a time where you have been done wrong by and wish to make the person feel how you did, ruin them per se, in which case that is revenge. It is universally known that the two differ from each other. However, in an individual's experience with either, the line may become thinner and make it harder to grasp which one is which. This is the case in The Merchant of Venice where Antonio has asked Shylock to lend him money and if that loan is not repaid in three months' time, Shylock, instead of an increase of interest on the repayment, demands a pound of Antonio's flesh. This can be seen as a way of Shylock seeking revenge on a Christian who curses both his religion and Shylock personally. I am bid forth to supper, Jessica. These are my keys. But wherefore should I go? I am not bid for love. They flatter me. But yet I'll go in hate to feed upon the prodigal Christian. This is Shiloh conversing with Jessica of how Bassanio and Antonio have invited him for dinner for business, not out of pleasure. Foreshadowing Shylock's vindictive plans to exploit Antonio's vulnerability in this circumstance. In spite of the vengeful and unforgiving nature that Shylock's character is given throughout the play, one may dare to sympathise with him. His constant torment that he is regularly enduring may act as a basis of understanding how he is the product of his environment and that he wasn't born to hate, he was made to. As opposed to the depiction of revenge in The Merchant of Venice, To Kill a Mockingbird is a story that heavily integrates the idea of justice and how that is affected by the world around it. The title of the text, To Kill a Mockingbird, is almost foreshadowing in itself. A mockingbird is symbolic of innocence in this instance, and comes to manifest itself into the lives of Maycomb's inhabitants, meaning that to kill a mockingbird is to destroy innocence. Early in the book, this is seen when Atticus tells his children to shoot all the blue jays you want if you can hit them, but remember, it's a sin to kill a mockingbird. Atticus himself is unassuming in faith, and for him to say it is a sin to kill a mockingbird means deadly the reader to believe. He is referring to morality instead. He is not racist and holds no prejudice towards people of colour in his town, further foreshadowing the events that will take place in the book. 
and how he must stand alongside Tom Robinson to keep the Mockingbird from being killed. Tom Robinson, a character within Harper Lee's novel, is one of the symbols of the Mockingbird. He is the innocent, destroyed by evil. The strong representations and use of symbolism within this text help to solidify the differing aspects of the human experience. Justice and revenge can be close in proximity of the other depending on the individual or collective that it reaches. Prejudice and oppression. The two may have similarities, however, there is a differing factor between them. Prejudice can be referred to as an internally held bias on a group or individual, which may stem from one's context. They are internalised and most of the time go unbeknownst to the individual. Whilst oppression is the burden of both prejudice and discrimination on the chosen group or individual, and the circumstances at which they must deal with. Yet the two target a set individual group and impact their lives and experiences. Shakespeare's play, The Merchant of Venice, is referred to as a comedy. However, the play has many serious undertones hidden within it. Shakespeare wrote the play during the Elizabethan era, which would have had a significant influence on his work. Christianity was enforced and there was no free reign on religion, unlike today where choice is given to individuals in most countries to pursue whichever religion they please. In this instance, Shylock, a Venetian moneylender who practiced usury, is a Jew in a heavily Christian society, and his characterization and role in the play acts as a perfect example of religious oppression. Shylock's character acts as the outlier, as he refuses to conform to the social norms. In one of the play's most well-known speeches is that of Shylock's. Hath not a Jew eyes, hath not a Jew hands, organs, dimensions, senses, affections, passions? If you prick us, do we not bleed? With the use of both the rhetorical question and pathos, Shakespeare wishes to evoke feelings of remorse or reason within the audience and for Shylock's sake, the Christians, within the play. After hearing the quote, did anything strike you as familiar? Let me play it back for you. If you prick us, do we not bleed? This phrase has lasted through time. The impact of William's work and sense of humanity has remained relevant today. The Merchant of Venice holds great textual integrity and continues its influence in the present day. To Kill a Mockingbird is another exceptional text, and if you're like me and read it as an assigned text in Year 9, that just coincides perfectly with the idea of collective experiences. Harper Lee's text contrasts the religious oppression within The Merchant of Venice with racial prejudice. The heart of To Kill a Mockingbird is the prejudice and racism within the town of Maycomb during the Great Depression, with the author writing it from the 20th century as well. The lawyer and father, Atticus, has two children, one of whom is exceptional and aware of her surrounding environment. However, Scout does not understand why her society is the way it is. The concept within the novel is simple enough to understand why people who are not racist are the good in the world and the racist white people are evil simply just juxtaposing the other. The finches represent the good in Maycomb, because nobody could see them at night, because Atticus would be so deep in a book he wouldn't hear the kin kingdom coming. This is a religious allusion to Judgment Day. This is used to create a shared sense of the author's intention, and could also be symbolic of the court hearing in which Atticus, the lawyer of accused Tom Robinson, would be sentenced. Tom Robinson is just another victim within To Kill a Mockingbird, a black man, who suffers endless prejudice based purely on his skin. The depiction of both racial and religious prejudice and oppression is a heavy influence in both the texts. 
with the oppressed character being emphasised through characterization within a society they are simply not accepted in, but they were born into. As an individual in a modern society, if you take away nothing from this, my wish is for it to be that quote from The Merchant of Venice, to remove yourself from your context as far as we have come in this world. There are still instances of prejudice and oppression, and live a life where you do not forget that everyone bleeds no matter who they are. Being human and experiencing what it is to be just that is a paradox. Contradictions, choices, wrong or right, there is no way for any of us to simply live and not be affected by the world around us and the people surrounding us. The essence of being human, however, will never change. Our senses help to guide us through our lives, and the conjoined existence will forever be there. Justice, revenge, prejudice and oppression are all contributing factors to exactly what this podcast is about. And with that being said, this has been Being Human.